This show that you're getting ready to listen to is raw, uncut, and unfiltered. So I hope you guys enjoyed it because all four of us were able to do the show today. And you gotta love that. Janae was here, Alexis was here, Nicole was here, and as was I. So I hope you guys enjoy this raw, uncut, unfiltered recording of our Survivor Series recap and review. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys in there. All right, everybody, make sure your TVs are down. Okay, and uh, check your earbuds. Make sure your earbuds are working and you don't have any feedback. Just double check. Is it all on your No. Case? No feedback over here. No feedback? Mm. Feedback oh, here. I think I got feedback. Janae, you got Hold feedback? On. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. hear you. Okay, no feedback. I'm good. Okay, what about you, Alexis? You good? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah you're fine. All right. Okay. So we're going to go over Survivor Series and all this shit that they just dropped on us. And then if we have time, we can do top five. But God. You should. Have- you should... They just really, they just fucked us over. We were just trying to have a calm, cool last episode so we can chill. I think our break is going to be a little bit later than what we intended it to be. Right? (laughs) Like, we're going to get a break this year. We're not. They're giving the okay. Um, Hunter put his dick on a table and said, Here y'all go. I was like, Oh, I don't have time for this. I'm leaving that in there. (laughs) Who's doing the intro? The intro. Oh my god. Janae should do it. Yeah, Janae. Yeah, you haven't been here in, uh, I don't know, about eight months. It's been eight a while. months. It's been a lot. It's been a while, babe. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all right. See? Do you remember how to do it? I'm going to make my own. Let's go. Period. Period. Okay, I'll give you a countdown. You could go in okay. three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Janae. It's been a while. I haven't been here. But we're down for the count with the girlies. We have Tiff. We got... I'm about to call you by your original name. Holy shit. <laughs> I, like, looked at the... Uh, I, okay, I gotta, I gotta do... I gotta, I gotta do it over again. I gotta do it over again. Hello? All right. Ready? I'm leaving it in there. I'm leaving it. <laughs> I got. I got. I got the call. I got the call. Alexis by her original name. Let me stop. Okay, let's do this again. <laughs> All right, ready? Count me down. Three, Three two, two, 
one. What's up, everybody? This is Janae. It's been a while. I haven't been here. She's down for the count. Uh, we have our girl Tiffany. We have Alexis, and we have Nicole. Say what's up, y'all. <laughs> okay, let's do it again. One more time. Okay. Okay. No. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Here I'm here. We're not doing it again. <laughs> Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? It's down for the count. Shut the fuck up and let us talk. Go. That works too. Oh my yeah, god. I guess. Janae's here, so <laughs> all is right with the world. <laughs> really? <laughs> I miss her. I, I always do. She she always finds some kind of way to make just make life a little bit less realistic. She's just she's she's a ball of sunshine. We'll put it that way. That's me. <laughs> so that's plus. God. Ah, All right. So well, um, yeah. Survivor series happened. Um Triple H just decided to uh implode the entire IWC in a span of about, I don't know, maybe three hours. We waited right good till we got to the end. Everybody thought everything was good and peachy and then yeah, CM Punk just just showed up on us. So that was You talking about our truth, right? No. Our truth showed up in the middle of the show. I know. I love that R-Truth got a moment. He got a moment and Triple H gave him another one at the press conference, which I was like, facts, you you talk, you big up that man. He's been living his best life and y'all been paying him to do so. So he got my dream job. (laughs) You don't have to do much, but be himself, which fair. Anyways. Survivor Series was Saturday, and mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it was a solid show. There was not really much bad about it, so we're just going to talk about the matches. Then we'll get to CM Punk and Randy Orton, and then we'll get to the Discord about what happened after the show. Okay? We'll try to make it, you know, you guys have to wait for the explanations, because that's what you guys come to us for, okay? So, but we have to do our due diligence and talk about the show, and that's what we'll start off with first. So the first match on the card was the Women's Survivor Series match. It was Team Bianca, which consisted of Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, and Shotzi, versus Team Damage Control, which obviously consisted of damage control, but it was made up of Kyrie Sane, Asuka, EO Sky, and Bailey. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll let Alexis go first. Nicole, you'll go second. And did you watch Janae, or are you just gonna go off? I was gonna cut. I was gonna watch it. Uh, I was gonna watch it tonight. Well. <laughs> well, you might need to watch Raw first. Yeah, I I mean, after you hear this, you you can I'll let you do a comment off of what you hear. How's that? Okay. And then I'll round it out and then we'll just move to the next match. Everybody cool with that? Yeah. 
Okay, Alexis, you go first. Did you watch the match? And how did you feel about it? I loved this match. I went into Survivor Series without a big expectation because we knew something was going to go on. And I didn't want to get my hopes up for like one major thing sets the show off. And then the rest of the show kind of sucked. During the women's, I was screaming. Like, if you, I wish we could post the audio from the group chat that we're in. We were all screaming and yelling. Team Bianca came out, pink and black, two of my favorite colors put together. They just look so good together. Shotzi, if you don't want that coat anymore, I will gladly take it from you. No, no question. Take it. This match was really good. Um, I'm glad to see Charlotte is in more stipulation matches because she really hasn't been in that many that I remember. She did good. All the women did good. I'm happy that Shotzi got her time to shine. Uh, EO and her damn trash can. Horse can't be war games without that woman flying off the, you know, cage in a trash can. All in all, the women's match was really good. <laughs> and I'm glad to see Charlotte and Becky working on TV. And I kind of hope deep down, whatever they were going through, they worked it out in real life as well. Overall, this mm-hmm. match was, it was really, really good. It was kind of like the feel-good match of the night, if that makes sense. Because damage control been been real bitches lately. And they hadn't gotten <laughs> a comp- got the asses kicked and it looked like for a while they were going to win and mm-hmm. poor heart Har- was heartbroken when she found out Austin. oh I no was so heartbroken I felt so bad for her and she goes mom when did Oscar become bad I'm like oh she I didn't because I didn't tell her I'm like uh it happened a couple weeks ago she looked at her and she goes I hope Bianca hits her with her hair real good oh wow <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh hey demon child like I know you're mine now but um but well, he came out and just props to Bianca for the pink and black camo like and the, the twin braids and using both of them like I don't ever want to hear anyone give that woman crap braids anymore because she came out looking awesome and not everyone can pull off pink camo and Harley's in love with notes robe <laughs> oh yeah that rope was fire i liked her robe once one yeah. now but overall this match was really really good i i'd say it's probably contender for match of the night oh okay well nicole what'd you think um i will never never do this again but i was wrong Oh my god. What? <laughs> I gave this match a lot of shit because of so many people being in it last year. But it turned me around. It was fantastic to me, but that was my favorite match of the night. And I thought that was going to be my least favorite. So that's obviously a testament to everyone that was involved with everyone in the ring and whoever produced it. I didn't get to see who produced it. I feel like it was Jason Jordan, though. Oh, he does reason. really good with the women, too. He's really I feel good like them. I'm not 100%, so no one technically quote me, quote me on it. 
I feel like it was him. Okay. But, um, all of that, everyone, they all did a phenomenal job. Um, I will keep my mouth shut next time, I guess. (laughs) A little bit. Um, (laughs) I... I loved this match. I liked the way that they started it off where they still had that little minor animosity between Charlotte and Becky. Becky kicked off this match with um, Bailey. It was Bailey that started the match. Okay, um, my problem, sorry to introduce you uh, to interrupt. I can't speak. My problem with this, the one problem I have with this and the one problem I have with the match why were the old folks starting the match? And I'm not calling them old. No, but the vets, I, the vets started it. Yes. There's no reason. Get your young ass out there. There I, was no I reason. I feel like Charlotte started that. Started it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I like, I was fine with it, but everybody had pink and black on except Becky. Becky had on like white or silver and black. And I was like, oh. Becky, girl, you could at least try it. Like, <laughs> or somebody didn't tell her till last minute. Right, like you could have. <laughs> Where the bandanas at? Like even, it, okay, it was fine. And I was like, oh shit, they finna, they finna do some weird ass shit. But they did it. They actually kept everything contained inside that cage. Everything was fairly done in the way that I kind of pictured it would go. And I had to change my my prediction of this match once I saw what happened Friday. I was like, ooh, nah. Team Bianca gonna win this. And they had the advantage. And that's what took me out. And I was like, oh, shit, wait. But they went on ahead and went with the finish as Team Bianca winning. So Bianca is 2-1 and inside the War Games um match because the first war game she was in she lost and in the last two she was in she actually won um charlotte's first war games match she won becky's won both matches she she was in and then shotzi finally got a w in war games because she didn't have one in the first one that she was in so she finally got a w and she did very very well Everybody be shitting on Shotzi. Shotzi, I ain't gonna lie. Shotzi sometimes can be a bit sloppy in her matches. But in this one, where chaos rules the rules, Shotzi was really good. She was clean. She protected everybody she was supposed to protect. Every move she executed was done sufficiently. She did her sliced bread correctly. Everything that she was trying to do or everything that she did she did clean and she looked good while doing it. I was like, this is the Shotzi I've been waiting to see. She has finally gotten it together. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to be on this hill by myself no more. <laughs> Someone had her ass in a PC. <laughs> because she finally tightened up and I was just like, yes, Shotzi. I was so proud of her. I was so happy for her. She had really good moments in that match. All of the girls got to have a moment to shine. Even um, Damage Control had good moments in that match. It was so well done. It was a cohesive match, and it was the first match of the night, and it worked. It was so good. I loved it, 
And I was so happy that the girls did well. And they usually do. But last year's match, I don't know. Last year's match just did not hit. But this year, them girls did everything they were supposed to. They pulled up and pulled out. And I think that goes back to what Nicole and Alexis said about the people in the match. And whether you love her or hate her, Charlotte is going to force you to be great. Because she's always going to be on point. And if you ain't on point, you just going to look bad. Ask um, Lacey Evans. She know. Was she doing OF? Was she doing OF? She's shaking ass on the internet. Anyway. um, <laughs> And oh. <laughs> it was a solid match. It was great. Um, I If I had to give it a rating, I don't know. I said it on my live. I give it like a, uh, I give it an 8.7, 8.8. I like the match. I do wish they would have started with Shotzi. I agree with Nicole on that one. Um, and I feel like they could have had Kyrie start that match off instead of having um, Bailey start. But the story is still not finished with damage control. We're going to see Friday how this is all going to play out, but Ultimately, Bailey gonna get kicked out of damage control, and then they probably gonna, for nah, for they probably nah, they probably gonna move into something else with them. But yeah, so we're gonna move into the next match. The next match was was it Gunther and Miz's match? Yes. Ooh, Gunther and Miz had a really good match. But again, I'll let the uh, girls tell y'all what they thought about it. So let's start off with Nicole first since Gunther is her guy. Alexis, you go next, and then I'll round it out. Um, I The match was good. I didn't expect anything left. I was pulling for Miz because I was, I was on the agenda. Well, still am on the sense of Gunther going to I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the Rumble, but winning the Rumble and it making sense. But I guess they're just going to keep going along with him as IC champ, which is fine. No problem with it. I'm hoping they have like another storyline and develop with him. I low-key feel like it might be Jay that takes it off him. Ooh. I wouldn't be mad at that, actually. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad at that. that. Um, I also, because of what Jay had said himself, he said that he would really like the icy belt. He's not particularly like he said he doesn't necessarily need to be WWE champion, but he would really want the IC because of the important people in his family that have been it. His father, okay. um, Umaga, Yokozuna, so, um, I feel like that might be the end game, but that's fine. But yeah, the match was good. Um, again, once I didn't really get to see, I finally rewatched it today because this was going on while I was at work, but you know, it was good. Alexis, Alexis, what do you think? The match was great, the match was very entertaining. Um, I, I don't know. No one was asking you. Oh, <laughs> what did you tell you, damn AI? Anyway. <laughs> the match was good. Um, I was really entertained in this match because I really just thought 
It could, because I did want Gunther to win, and I was happy he did. But, you know, match could have went either way. Um, he beat Miz clean after Miz tried to, you know, Miz started getting desperate with the low blows and shit. Um, and that looked like it didn't even affect him. And I'm like, Austrian balls, balls of steel or that I said, I don't remember. I was weird on war games. Um, I'm ready to see Gunther become champion. Um, if he's the guy who's going to take it off of Seth. Because there's this little theory that we came up with as to starting somebody's return and how we're going to get another somebody on this show. Gunther just does great, and 2024 is going to be his year. I just really have a feeling about it. Um, I like the match, but I still think Miz should have won it. Um. I know that um, Gunther's being built as unstoppable, and I'm fine with that. But I really wanted the Miz to win. I I really did, and it's a rarity that I tap for the or pop for the Miz the way that I do. And when I do, it, I'm like, yo, this is this should have been the moment, in my opinion. I'm not mad at Jay Uso possibly being the one to take that title off of Gunther. I don't have an issue with that, but I still feel like. That could have been done with Miz, and it would have had a, a a good effect. The effect wouldn't be the same because Gunther's p- basically blowing through everybody, and the one person who could get past him would be Jay Uso. That's great for Jay Uso. That boosts him up as to be a viable singles competitor, which they have been working and building him up to be. So I'm fine with that. I just wanted it my way. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted it my way. I wanted Miz to get that ninth title. I want him to then eventually push for that 10. You know what I'm saying? Before he retires, I want him to get it. He doesn't get the respect he really deserves as a heel and as a competitor. He was really wrestling in that match. A lot of people didn't expect anything from him. And he proved more more than most that he can hang with the best of them and still and still be at the cusp of taking him out. Like he almost beat Gunther. Underhanded tactics are and all. He almost had it. So, fight uh Wade and that Pete Rock uh Rosen Pete Rosenberg guy because they dissed the Browns really bad on. Oh fuck <laughs> them yeah because now nah, it was fuck them all day. Okay, don't talk about my Browns. I don't talk about your football. Don't talk about my shit. I don't know what you watch Manchester or whatever the fuck you look at. I don't say nothing about nobody else's team. I didn't have to struggle this Saturday with every one of my football teams just just looking like absolute buffoons. And Cody, I'm Don't on get me ass. started. Cody, you are on some bullshit. No, he's he's. I'm gonna wait till we get to his organs because I got some for him. Cause you hell know? no. Okay, but anyways, um. <laughs> y'all, cause for them to shit on the brows like that, y'all can kiss my ass. Anyway, um, it was a good match. I just wanted Miz to win. It was solid, though. They did really, really good. I give it a solid eight for their match. Moving into, what was it, Santos and Dragon Lee. I'm going to be honest. Y'all can skip me on this one. And this is no offense to Santos or Dragon Lee. I fell asleep. And I woke up just in time for the men's War Games match. That's no shade. I was just really tired. And I found the sweet spot in my bed and I fell asleep. 
So my bad. Sleep <laughs> <Play> is <this> hard. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, babe. Especially the way my so ass that, has. So I guess that means I should skip that match. I don't think you should. If you haven't watched Dragon Lee wrestle, then, then no. you should. You should watch it. Okay. But if you haven't, you know what I'm saying? If you if you have seen him wrestle, then it'd be okay to skip it. But again, this match wasn't there wasn't a lot going into this match because Dragon Lee replaced Carlito. So you didn't really have a lot of buildup going into this match. So it was kind of a filler. I liked the match. I watched it. It was good. Um, and Santos won, which rightfully so. You have to give him the W. He's supposed to be building into a viable heel on this brand. You need him to go over on the face. So that was a good play. That was a good job. That was a good opportunity, and it worked. I loved it. Shout out to Uncle Trip Trip for doing something good. I didn't mean that in a way. I believe both men are fantastic wonder, uh, fantastic wrestlers. I can't talk. I think I just had a stroke. Um, Dragon Lee is amazing. Santos is amazing. They both have that Lucha Libre style that I really like. I just, I had not been sleeping well this week. And I was just like, oh, hello, nice spot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what? Nicole? No, it happens. Um, I was distracted. I honestly, I again, this match, the only matches that I, the, this match, honestly, these next, these three, junk of three matches, I all watched mm-hmm. fully today. Ah, so it was a little, okay. Because I, obviously, I was at work, and then when I got home, I only rewatched the men. And then yesterday, I was, like, gone all day. And then, no, and then I watched the full press conference. Um, mm-hmm. But to say that, um, I think they did a really good job. Um, I like how they're potentially building Santos. Um, he more than deserves it. Um, I, I think this is a great starting point for him as well. Um, yeah, I just like where they're going and can go with this. Potentially. So, yeah, as long as they keep, I think, just doing that, and then we'll be in business. We'll be good. But, yes, I think it was just, you can't have, especially with so much that, especially with a war, like, a thing like a war game and stuff like that, you need a couple, you have at least need one match that is, quote, unquote, a filler, but still good. Yeah. And that's what it was. And that's fine. Yeah. It was. Um, I it it was a filler match. I still give it a seven point five. I thought it was a solid match between the two of them. Dragon Lee didn't go too ham in the uh pocket, and neither did Santos honestly, because they couldn't really go. They kind of kept it, you know, in that vein of we gonna be good, but we ain't gonna be too good. And that was that was kind of what they did, which I didn't have a problem with that. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. So the last singles match they had was Rhea versus Zoe. I'm just gonna be honest. I did not care. I didn't care about this match. And it's not because they they didn't do enough work to build it. They attempted to do to build it, but they have Rhea split between title reign and running judgment day. And it just 
stretches her too thin. So much so that when it comes time for her to actually defend her title, you almost forget that she has it. Okay. And to me, I'm I'm just not interested because I already know how it's gonna go. Yeah, they had a solid match. I will tell I will give them that. They had a solid match. Zoe looked great. She did awesome against Rhea. Rhea was on her heels, you know, every chance that she got, Zoe was right there, you know. So there wasn't a lot of wiggle room for Rhea, but Rhea was able to get the opening and eventually get the win. So at this, it was just like, well, you kind of knew this was going to happen, and it just doesn't really work. And this, before um, Alexis or Nicole gets in, this is what I was talking about a while ago when I said, well, Everybody is always on the vein of champions should never lose unless they're getting ready to drop the title. And I disagree because you lose interest in watching them when they're not beatable, when you don't have something to watch or something to actually grasp, when there's nothing there. Um, even with Roman stories, the, the, the stories usually lend more towards the competitor and not the champion. And then when you get to the match, you already know what's going to happen. You're already aware of that. So you don't invest as much in these matches because why? You already know where this is going. We're very clear on that. This is the same thing that's happening with Rhea right now. At least I can say when with Charlotte, while she was champion, she was not unbeatable. There was not a place where you were watching. You didn't think that even, even as a competitor, like this person couldn't possibly beat her. Like you were watching, you were like, yeah, she could, she could possibly lose, but eventually she didn't. I'm just saying they need to work on better structuring Rhea with these storylines with certain competitors. Me personally, I would have had her go up against Naya as Survivor Series, she still would have won, but that was a story you could have built off of. Zoe was a left field choice, and you could have continued it down into Royal Rumble as well. <sighs> I just, I just wasn't interested. And she looked great though. Her gear was nice. I thought her hair was cool. She went with that faux, that braided faux hawk look. Um, her makeup was a choice. But I like the artistry in it. I did like that. I still liked her crown jewel makeup over her um, Survivor Series makeup. But she she looked good. I didn't have a problem with her her gear or any of that. And she performed well. I just wasn't interested. Um, a quick little comment about her gear. Was, I like how she's been suddenly doing this. Was I was looking at it. I said, she looks like something. And I like put, and it took me like a minute to place it. And I was like, she looks like Luna Van Coon. So, oh, I was, like, and then you she looked like a raccoon. No, no, Luna Van Coon. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. And then, <laughs> sure enough, I googled, I'll actually send the picture after find it again and save it. Very, very similar gear to what. Luna Vancouver War at a time. So, um, shout out to her for, I think this is like the second time she did something like that. She did something like this with, um, another gear, I forgot when, with China. 
So shout out to her to pay homage to, you know, kind of like the woman who helped pave the way for women that look like her. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Highly appreciate that more than you think. Um, I'm just really tired of them calling Rhea dominant because, you know, if I had a tighter reign where that was over 200 days and all I've done is fight five people, I would be considered dominant too. Ooh, period. So I'm, I'm going to say one thing about Rhea. Um, honestly, from what I've seen, because obviously, because me being busy with work and all that, I have to watch the clips. Um, her title reign is, I don't want to say not needed, but they could have done so much better with it. It just seems like she's like the, the person, she, she's just holding the title until they figure out what they want to do with it. That's how I feel. Very lackluster. Yeah. But it's, it's because of the judgment day. And that's where you kind of have a double-edged sword here. I wouldn't have a problem if they weren't, if they had did their due diligence in building feuds with her, but they just have her working all of her best shit with the guys, and then they give her a throwaway match or a feud with Zoe, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Naya's right fucking there. My, the girl my, came back and squashed her in the middle of the ring, and you did nothing with that. You, my thing is, I don't, I and I understand it, but you, you were gonna put this much shit on Judgment Day. Then honestly, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have won the title. And I, they have all this gold and and shit or whatever. But like, if she is your women's champion, and she's not focusing on her division, that is an issue. That is a very, very glaring issue because, and I, I'm not trying to repeat myself because I know at this point it's it's beating a dead horse. I like Rhea, but the last time anybody cared about any title match that she was in is when she beat Charlotte back at WrestleMania. I mean, fair. And then they just dropped the ball. You have most dominant champion women's champion ever over 200 days she's only fought five people bianca belair when she was champion she was on every show she was on every smackdown every raw every ple she was out doing meet and greets with people what you got Rhea doing handling the men in her group which honestly that shouldn't be her top priority chasing after dominic on nxt it's just like you doing like you have the advantage to have a very awesome dominant woman which is great but you got her running around taking being like mom to all these other fucking idiots right and that's not fair to her because i do love ria i want her to succeed i don't want everyone thinking that i'm coming hard on her but this is tough love i want her to be great i want her to succeed but she does not need Judgment Day. She does not need to be running around chasing after, you know, trying to get Damien to realize 
this is when you need to cash in. Chasing after Dominic on NXT, dealing with what's ever going on with JD. You're not focusing. And honestly, if it was anybody else with her being distracted, she would have lost in a roll-up by now. True or false? No, that's true. I mean, that's true. But I just don't want people thinking I'm hating on Rhea. I just want WWE to do better for her and the women's division on Raw. Because if she's not going to defend it except in these throwaway matches, she's going to end up like Roman. Like, did anyone even care that Roman wasn't even at War Games or Jimmy wasn't even there at War Games or, you know, Solo? Well, no one fucking cared. They didn't need to be there. That was another thing. Ryan Sweat sat and t- tweeted you know what something I mean. out before we get to the men's war games. Hold tight, y'all. Because it's, it's something that I wanted to talk about, but I forgot about it. Oh, and Ryback tried to retire and then took it back later, which was hella funny. He's an idiot. I'm so tired of him. <laughs> He's so funny. He just, and then he try. he's still selling that nutrition shit, which is okay. It's like fetch. It's like fetch. Quit trying to make fetch happen. Quit trying to make Ryback happen. And he tried to retire and was like, oh, if he shows up um, tomorrow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire. And then when, <laughs> when he showed up, he goes, um, no, I was talking about AEW. I was like, dude, <laughs> you know, our damn fat king going. EW, like, come on now. Your Ryan your- said, <laughs> "Go ahead, go ahead." I just, I just don't like him. He grosses. He makes my itch every time I see him. Like he's just <laughs> TikTok, and I don't want to get off course. And I did not send this because I saw it, and I didn't want y'all to go through it. You know that Shrek filter, like on TikTok, that you can use. Yeah. In and behind you or whatever, where there's one where you can make out with Shrek now, and Ryback did that, and I was like, "What?" That's and all the gods. What a name. weirdo! Hey, he's fucking weird. He makes that's me. Like, Why are you making out with himself? That's nasty. Self sess. Ryan Satin tweeted this out on the twenty fourth of November, and he said. It's so funny that we're supposed to look at Roman Reigns' current run as historic when he's not even around or talked about ahead of one of WWE's biggest events of the year. <laughs> I get it. It's a writing situation that they didn't have, like they wrote that he didn't have to be there. And honestly, after it happened in the men's war games, even if Roman did show up, he would not be the center of attention. But, there I mean, was no need for him to be there. I, I, I'm not like trying to say that he, he's above all of that because that's not true. But there's something being built later for Roman that will lend more credence to him being at Royal Rumble than for him to be at War Games. Yes, yeah, Survivor um, Series is is a big show, but I'm just saying. What purpose would he have served as to being there? Also, I'm going to piggyback it. The big problem, especially, oh shit, I forgot I have that Especially when Vince was there, that they are only 
that for the past so-and-so years, they've only developed an X amount of people. An X amount of people are like two people max. Now that we're at the point where the company can run and function and have multiple people who are stars, who are there and can really do something, and now it's a problem. When this is like, ain't this what y'all been asking for? Yeah, I've been asking. Ain't this what y'all wanted, y'all been asking for, been complaining about for X amount of years? Yes. So this is it. Gonna be and, and it's great. And also, <laughs> That's what I'm and saying. Then some, and then someone also made the great point is like, we also have to keep in mind with like his health. Yes. Because we do for, kind of forget that he is someone who had leukemia. Yes. Very aggressive autoimmune disease. And that he fought for the second time. So maybe he and also yes storyline he doesn't need to be there but also health wise he he doesn't have to be on that card and that that does lend to what Nicole is saying like how are they supposed to get this company out of that shadow of Roman being the only one to move the needle if you don't have those guys there doing it that show was built that show was built off of Cody's back Jay Uso's back, Seth, Randy's possible appearance. Okay, that ain't have nothing to do with CM Punk. The talks about CM Punk came later. That's what I was trying to tell somebody online today is that there was no room in there for Roman to be there storyline-wise. And even if he was there with the return of Randy Orton and the shock of CM Punk being there, no one would give a fuck that he was there. That is also true. That's very true, buddy, today. And they're like, well, you know, I said, no. At this point, everyone's tired of Roman, okay? He's got to lose even if, I don't no, care. No, it's not. Okay, Go he's ahead. Got, he's got to lose. I said, this, and this goes to show, no one needs him at shows. And at the same time, the fans themselves have moved past. Because I don't care if... Jimmy lit himself on fire and did a frog splash off the top of the fucking cage. CM Punk coming back? That would just be like, what the fuck? Like, everything else just went out the fucking window. Like, the thing the thing that I don't like about what Ryan Satin said is, not only is he downplaying Roman Reigns' title run, he's acting like WWE isn't doing what they, what everybody's been asking. The first part about it is you cannot deny that Roman carried the company for three years. Love it or hate it, that company was carried on his back for a solid year through the pandemic. You weren't watching the other stories except for the shit with the Hurt Business on Raw, okay? You were watching what was happening on SmackDown because of Roman. So don't make it seem like he didn't do his job and that his title reign was meaningless because he missed a couple fucking pay-per-views. 
Because you don't say that shit. That's that's my next point. Thank you. Trump was champion for two fucking years. He was never on that mania. And he right, and he was never on a raw. He was never there. He would only show up when one of the big four would start to come up. He was never on a raw. You see Roman every two weeks at best. If he is not there in and out there in the arena, he is there. He's cutting vignettes. He's cutting promos. He's there. Three weeks out of the month, Roman is there unless he's taking his hiatus because they're not trying to stress him out. They're not trying to overwork him, which you understand. Fair. Seth is not the same as Roman. Seth, he doesn't have leukemia. He doesn't have that. And Seth will work if his leg is broke. He got a tooth missing. He got his arm broke. Seth going out there. Okay? He, he that is That is inevitable. He's going to do it. He's a workhorse type of guy. He lives for that moment. So he's going. Roman, no. Roman's like, bitch, I'm going to work when I feel like it. <laughs> It's also oh, right. and that's not a negative, but that's what I'm saying. I was like, y'all didn't do y'all realize this man had cancer twice? They don't they don't care. Because you know they what? People out there who think that whole thing was a fucking uh work. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, if I ever catch one of y'all on the outside and you say that shit to me, I'm locking your fucking teeth down your throat. Pure and simple. Period. Period exclamation <laughs> point. And also, it's funny that this is coming from Ryan, Ryan Satin because he's been real shitty since he don't got his little TV show on Fox anymore. Oh, is that what it is? Is that why you're upset, Ryan? Wait, isn't he the dude that was like stalking this porn star chick? Oh, what? Man. I swear. I swear he's the dude. He was married, but he was stalking this porn star chick. What? I think that's somebody else because he literally, I don't even think he's married to his fiance yet. Oh, let me look at it. I swear. Let's see. Hold on. Girl. Okay, wait. I have to say alleged because I didn't know. Yeah, I don't allegedly. Know I don't allegedly. Know but I mean, Ryan Satin's one to talk. Isn't he one of the guys that spread that rumor that Roman didn't have leukemia and it was a fucking work? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. If, if, I mean, Roman talked to him on his show, on his podcast. So if he did, no. So I don't think on, it was him. Roman he was one of the locker room people. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. He, Brian Satin needs to shut the fuck up sometimes. I mean, yeah. I just, um, I just, it just, it just threw me for a loop, and I had to say yeah. it, but. Let's Earth. go to the last match. The last match was the men's war games match. It say had Team Cody. Hang on. Y'all need what to say your right now. You and Nicole need to air this shit out right now before we go into this. What? How Cody's you- punk ass. Air what out? Cody rooting for Michigan going up against Ohio State. He, Cody Rhodes, actually Ronalds. Because Rhodes is not your last name. Ooh. Don't you ever Shots fix fired. your nasty mouth. <laughs> Don't mean to call it nasty. Talking about go Michigan. Your lazy ass <laughs> didn't even start war games. And then in the press conference, he was like, 
And he low-key forgot about it until he got out the cage. Nigga! About it. What? I said that's why I said that's why Seth liked um that's why your dad liked Seth better. And y'all know what she put that on his page on TikTok. No, he said that's why he lost he don't ever block anybody anyway, so I'm fine. <laughs> Nicole no Nicole went on social media and she <laughs> said that's why your ass lost that video. <laughs> 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 I'm like Nicole, but I'll say so it. unhinged. Well, that's the one. I was like, please make her stop because she was going off. I was no, like because I'm a I'm a old, I'm a Ohio State fan till I die, babe. Like, you don't go against my Buckeyes. You don't do that. I don't give a fuck if they beat us three years in a row. These niggas just started getting good. Okay, just started, and they being accused of cheating, and that's what's fucking me up. They being accused of cheating. Don't forget, Jim Harbaugh got suspended for three fucking games. And the other homeboy, what did he, he do? Get? What did the other dude get? He got fired? He got fired, Jared? I think he got fired. I'm telling you, they was cheating against us in other two games. Oh, didn't you tell they me been that cheating. Bill Belichick shit, too, or something like that? Yeah, Belichick cheats, but he play, he's the coach of the Patriots, so... That oh, was when uh, he was pulling um, some. Yeah, that ain't none of my business. Yeah, I don't really care. I don't care I about that NFL. Tom Brady's um, panty sniffing ass was over there cheating. They've been cheating for Tom Brady for years. But anyways, Cody, mind your fucking business. Don't worry about what's going on with Michigan and Ohio State. Root for Michigan when they're not going up against Ohio State. Do that. And that's how I was telling. And also. I felt a certain way because I literally was watching a game with nothing but Michigan fans. And I'm like, these past Hell couple no. of years, we have just gotten good. Thanks. So let's relax. Right. <laughs> Nasty work. Nasty work. I would have been fighting everybody. Everybody. Because Michigan this- fans suck. So they suck. They're so they're horrible. They're so horrible. I hate them. I hate them so much. You keep forgetting I'm from Florida, so I fucking know how bad Michigan fans can be. They used to come down there, fucking play the Gators or the Seminoles, and their fans would come in there acting like they're tough shit. They would start bar fights, and guess what? They get their asses kicked. Well. You ain't going to Florida and fighting nobody and not getting your ass. Well, Florida is a whole different breed. <laughs> it's a different country. <laughs> Motherland. Florida is the pit. Let's be real here. Florida is like the arm. Just, ugh. What? what? <laughs> Alexis is right there. Alexis. <laughs> And you talk about her state like that. Yeah, I'm fighting in Florida. You ain't talking that to me, ma'am. You don't want to talk shit. You're in California. You ain't exactly any better. Uh-oh, shots fired. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. I've been to Florida. It's it's you know, it's 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 a very nice retirement community. Yeah, go 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 real smooth with it today. <laughs> 
Just, very ease, nice. just ease your way out. Retirement community, the orange juice is chef's kiss. Better fucking talk right about my damn orange juice, bitch. <laughs> first of I all, I love orange juice. First, first of all, I love orange juice too, just with no pulp. Who likes it with pulp? in Florida. <laughs> what? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> all right. We blame the Michigan fans for we started it. <laughs> War. So we're games. circling back. War games for men. Last match of the night. Yes. I really got to start having low expectations for fucking pay per views because the men's war games was so so boppery. I fucking loved it because that night everyone's like, "Is Randy showing up? Is Randy showing up?" And Cody's trying to be like, relax, guys. He's coming. He's coming. Definitely. Like, I don't believe you. I'm just going out there. We're trusting you. Let's go. And then he just left. They got in there. Everybody went in the cage. Randy was not in the cage. And of course, Judgment Day was very excited about this. Let me tell y'all something. Damien Priest, I don't know if he went and got liposuction on his side so his body can be concave, but he was looking bad bitchery. With his hourglass shape, <laughs> I was like, "Where are you? I mean?" He was perched, had his girls perched up. He was looking. I was like, "Okay," and he had a whole pack of singleese twists in the back of his head. A whole pack of them. whoever called him bisexual Undertaker. <laughs> Prove their point. Okay, Nicole saw this tweet where someone called Dan the sexual undertaker, and it just stuck with me. <laughs> what the fuck? But it fucking fits into a goddamn. <laughs> so every time now, it's a long story. <laughs> oh my god! To make a long story short. For the most part, the match went pretty even kill. They got a point where it was just Drew and Jay by themselves. Drew tried to massacre Jay Uso. He beat him down. I'll give him that. Judgment Day pretty much got the drop on them. And then it was a little bit towards the end where they looked to the opening because the timer had went off for Randy to come out. And instead of Randy coming out, it was Rhea. Rhea comes out with Damien's briefcase because by then they had already put Seth through the table. Okay. And they're coming out with the briefcase. The ref is like, hey, you want to cash it in? Damien's like, yeah, he's yelling. And then all of a sudden Randy's music hit and he comes out. And when I tell you that Batman looks massive. He's huge. I don't remember Randy. I was like, Randy's big. He's never been that big. He, he is scarily huge. Arms, chest, everything. He just is huge. He looks great. He came out. I was he like, seemed pick me up. Be, yes, right? he seemed to be genuinely <laughs> excited to be there and really, really happy and stoked. And he came down. He was smiling. He was cheating. He just looked so happy. And I was just like, oh, Randy, I'm so glad you're here. Now just RKO Rhea. And I'll be even happier. Okay. That was the only 
That was he didn't do it yet. Oh, he didn't do it he, yet. It's coming. He didn't do it yet. He's <laughs> like RKO and go home. Because what's the yeah. last time genuinely saw Randy Orton smile? It's been a hot second. Yeah, but he was he was very very happy, and he came in the in the ring. They opened the door, and he took everybody out systematically. Dominic Mysterio got scoop slam DDT. They was whooping ass with Randy in there. Now we got a little moment between him and Jay Uso right when he was getting ready to RKO. Um, somebody he turned around and turned right to Jay, and Jay was just telling him, "Look, man, I'm sorry." Randy said, you and I got business. And he was like, I really, I'm really sorry. And he just kept holding his hands up. I don't know who came after Randy, but Jay Uso It was Damian Priest. Mm, that's who it was. Jay Uso super kicked him and got him out the way. And that's when Randy was like, all right, we, we good. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stopped whatever Randy had going for Jay Uso. And everybody breathed a sigh of relief. Everybody was like, <laughs> the breath that was the collective breath in my house that was making was just like I was watching oh, it. No. no, turn around, turn around. It's the other guy. <laughs> I was really happy to see Randy though. He looks he was just starting to RKO bitches. Like that's when I was just happy. Like when he got on the ground, I started screaming like I was a little kid again. And now there was one move towards the end of the show that they hit. And who was it on? JD McDonough? Okay. Because yeah. this made me laugh so hard for some reason. I can't. So they take out all of Judgment Day. JD McDonough is the last one standing. And I thought he was going to pull some shit because Michael Cole really kept selling the fact that if you escape the cage, then your team gets disqualified. And I was like, why does he keep saying that? Like, over Because he was going to. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, going to leave. He was going to leave. And I was like, they can't end this. That would be such a bitch-ass thing to do if, like, he just escaped. But, like, he gets up there, and Sammy stops him. Kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> He uh, and Sammy and Seth pretty much feed him to Randy where they throw him off and Randy, beautiful fucking RKO. I don't care how old that man is. He can fucking RKO me. I don't give a shit. And he was hyped that he caught it. I'm sorry, That Kim. shit was ill. It was so fire. It was, it was a fire. It was one of the best stunts I've seen. Everybody goes to the top of that cage. And I was like, why is Seth up there? Seth's ass needs to come down. I was very scared for him being on the top of that Jay cage. Jay had to help him, was helping him down. Thanks. Oh. Did anyone notice that once Cody got no. the pin? Jay, because I was like, because I saw him like leaning back and I said, he's trying to crack his back. His back hurts. When him and Sammy were still up there after like, and Cody and um, you know, Randy were celebrating. And I was like, mm -hmm. somebody need to help him down. And then he was like coming down weird, and he like kind of got on the top rope and he got like in between the ropes and he got really weird. 
Uh, so like Jay went over there and like kind of like helped situate him and get him down. Oh Lord! So everybody was happy. It was a big kumbaya moment. All the the they um Cody got the pin, so we got Judgment Day got beat. Even though Judgment Day had the advantage, they still lost against. And their captain got beat. Yes, and, like, and he was the one who ate the pin. I like to point out. I believe they went with his ass too. Yep. <laughs> I believe. What was that, Alexis? Here's the thing I noticed. There's two. Like this could just be me. I think this is the first time in WWE history where two face teams won their uh, legit or or blah, 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 blah. two face teams won their respected war games because I remember saying can't both face teams win and Nicole's like no and then both face teams end up uh, no I thought you meant like going against each other no mm-hmm. no I'm... okay because I interpret I was like why would you want two face teams going against each other I said who is we going to work for pretty much controlled win but so there was that and then the funny thing is it's it's like the sins of the past coming back to haunt right because with Bailey everything that happened this team all the bullshit that she'd been doing that year up to that point you know Shotzi like cutting Shotzi's hair making Bianca, Bianca's title fucking around with uh, Charlotte and then with JD, it's pretty much like, or with Judgment Day, just not JD, but with Judgment Day, every shitty thing that they have done, this came, it came back to haunt them in the form of fucking Randy Orton. But yeah, they're trying to, so Judgment Day, the bloodline to take out Orton or something like that. I I like the match. I think that some parts of it were a little slow. But overall, it was a decent match. However, the big, 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 big elephant in the room was at the end of the show. So as we got ready to wrap it up, they put up the credits. We had the end sign at the bottom of the screen, basically, you know, telling you the show was over. And then it does the wide shot with the hard cam. And then CM Punk's music hit and his fucking Titantron goes up. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this show was over. And camera cuts to CM Punk. And it they show the entrance. He doesn't come out right away. He comes out later. And when he comes out, Chicago loses their fucking mind. And everybody is just like, what the fuck is going on? Here's where the things get messy. There are at least 10 videos of different parts. Now, to make this very clear, Drew McIntyre left before CM Punk even came out there. He left shortly after they pretty much counted Cody and him at, with the win, and their, and Randy's music got to start to play it. That's when Isn't Drew left. What did you say? I saw saw something sorry i'm like eating and doing this at the same time um 
I heard some reports that Drew was injured. That's why he left, like, holding his head. He was holding his head, but I, I have no recollection of that, so I can't speak yeah. to that. But the thing that people Yeah, but are he left... Saying... Yeah, go ahead, Nicole. <clears throat> he probably ran into Punk backstage. He didn't see him coming out. He couldn't have. He probably... He could, that's what I'm telling people. I'll say he saw he didn't see Punk probably till he was walking backstage. Right. He was already gone out the ring. And then also you saw an angle one of the videos. You could see one of the camera people waving for him to go. So I was yes. like, obviously this is part of an angle. Like you and see him just... like hurry up, wave his hand so Drew, so they could get a shot of Drew. And I I was like, it Drew's not I don't if he's mad about it, that's his business. But I'm like, I don't think that that's what this is about. I think this is more specific to the the demise of his face character going in full heel and then him becoming the heel that he's wanted to be for a while. My thing is y'all are taking a lot of stuff and correlating one to the other, and you have to go with facts. Drew left before CM Punk's music ever hit. Before it was even possible for him to come out there, Drew was gone. He stormed off. When we saw the wide shot, that's around the time that Drew was leaving. Okay? He was already... I thought time, he was gone by then. No. He was leaving out of the ring once they started doing that second... When they lifted their hands up for the second time. Because oh, okay. that's when Randy... By the time Randy's music had got to like that mid part of the breakdown, that's when Drew was like head, almost in the gorilla. That was right around the second time that they had raised their hands in the ring. He was halfway to gorilla by then. So there was no way that he could have been mad about CM Punk because the type of... The, what we saw, there was nobody there. Everybody was still in the ring except for him. Even the refs were still in there. The gate and everything was still down. He, CM Punk hadn't come out there yet. So I was just like, that doesn't have anything to do with Drew. So don't correlate one to the other. Him storming out and being mad. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to do for the storyline that we're watching. And then we have Seth. So there's seven different angles of Seth and his reaction. Okay. There's one from the back. There's one with car where the hard cam is. And then there's one from the front. The one from the back is the one where you can see. When CM Punk's music hits, everybody else is still standing there. Randy is in there, is standing in the left-hand corner, unwrapping his tapes with his feet crossed, ain't moved, ain't said a word. Nobody else is in the ring reacting to anything. The only person who is reactionary is Seth. He was the only one. He ran to the ref and was like basically asking him, did you know about this? What is this? And the ref hold his hands up like, I don't know. Then when they get to the front, CM Punk is out. He's at the front of the, at the top of the key. Seth is at the bottom part of the, the ramp. Corey and Michael are there. When he first came out, Corey and Michael never moved. They're standing there dancing, listening to music. Michael is going off. 
he was having a good time. What we miss is how when Seth came out of the cage, how Michael got there. Somebody's TV is really loud. What we miss is when Seth comes out of the cage, the situation with Cole and, and Corey coming up to stop him from going down there because he was cussing CM Punk's ass out. Now, the the videos that I have, that I've posted, show him flipping him off, telling him fuck him, and all this other kind of shit. And then you see a shot of CM Punk waving and smiling, and they smash those two videos together. Now, I wasn't there, so I can't tell you the timing of when CM Punk was waving and smiling and when Seth was losing his shit. It's very possible that that was one of the reasons why. But there's also a video where there's close-up on Seth and you can see what he's saying. And basically, he's just like, he needs to get his ass out of here or I'm going to go back there and I'm going to punch him in the face. And I was just like, okay. I don't understand what the beef is with Seth and, and, and um. CM Punk, I do remember CM Punk throwing shots at WWE, but so did Cody. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and I've seen, I haven't really seen the shots going at Seth specifically. I don't remember that, but if that happened, that was outside of my scope. I don't remember seeing it. Um, so I was very confused. I didn't understand what the problem is or why there was so much, why it was just so much animosity towards him. I was just like, what is going on? Why are you so mad? Like, I can understand you like being like, you know, upset about him being there. Cool. But what is the issue for real, for real? What's going on? I see a lot of people online are very divided by this. A lot of people love it. Um, a lot of people think that CM Punk is going to destroy WWE from the inside out. And the reality is that statement is truer with AEW than it is with WWE. You have to remember, WWE has a system. That system fails for nobody. You either are a part of the system or you're against it. And if you're going against it, you will be removed because you're causing problems for the system. If CM Punk doesn't fall in line and do what he's supposed to do, he will be removed. He's been fired before and he can be fired again. Nobody is above being fired. That's the first thing. Secondly, CM Punk had more power in AEW because Tony allowed it. He gave him the power to be able to move and say and do whatever he wanted. To go back to what I just said, he's not going to be able to do that in WWE. He's only going to have the power that Triple H and the rest of the suits in WWE and TKO as a whole are going to allow him to have. He can't move and shake however he wants. However, him being in WWE or under the TKO umbrella allows him to maneuver between two worlds that he existed in both. He can work in MMA if he wanted to or he can do WWE, it's totally up to him. TKO has the rights to use CM Punk however they please. But a lot of y'all are very upset about this. I mean, viscerally upset. Like, y'all are angry. And I'm seeing people online in my comments 
going off on me because I'm saying it looks like a work and it does look like a work to me. It reads like a work. It's a lot of work for you to be putting in for one appearance for one person. And it just seems like mm -hmm. there's a bit of overkill here from the superstars themselves, more specifically for Seth, where it's setting up something that we're getting ready to see later and everybody's focusing on the realism and not the kayfabe. And that's what you're missing. My whole um, thing... Go ahead, Nicole. I'm sorry. No, you go, Alexis. I was just trying to clear my throat. I'm not going to lie. I fucking had the best laugh and reaction and scream because I thought they were trolling us at one point. I'm like, there ain't no way in hell. Sure shit, he's back. People need to understand this, okay? Am I going to talk positive about Phil? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not going to condone him of his sins because he's still got a lot to prove. But he looks happier, and this is like the best I've ever seen him look in his entire career. So I'm going to put that out of the way. Y'all need to understand this. Hold on. Oh, excuse me, that was ladylike. Um, it tastes like onion rings. Ugh. <laughs> My husband married such a classy broad. But here's what you guys have to understand. WWE does not need to consult with TKO, whatever they're called now, right? They don't need to consult with the when it comes to who they hire because if that was the case and I said this to y'all last night if that was the case half those fuckers in the blocker room who were causing problems to begin with and actual on Twitter and that nobody liked and no one had a nice thing to say about them their asses would have been never there in the first place true so if you don't you don't see them going hey uh hey Seth I know that you and Phil don't exactly get along, but we kind of want to bring him back. Is that okay with you? They're not going to do that. They are a business. And whether you hate them or you don't hate them or you like them or you're a fan, you're not a fan, or you're a podcast, we're talking about them. And it didn't overshadow War Games. It didn't overshadow Randy coming back. It didn't. You know, I think they did it great. We don't know what kind of role he's gonna be in. He is on the active roster list. I don't think he's gonna be wrestling as much as he was in AEW. And here's the other thing people have to understand. There's not everyone's like, oh, you guys called him a cancer. Here's the thing. He was a cancer for AEW. Was. <laughs> and you know, for, for AEW though, how or when he first did his run in WWE. I don't think he was mature enough to handle it. He was still pretty young. I mean, not like super young, but he was a young indie guy, and they didn't know how to use them back then. And, you know, both sides of the story. But there are people who have said worse, and I'm going to use them as an example, and I don't give a fuck who pisses me off. For 20 goddamn years, WWE buried <laughs> the ultimate warrior any time they got the chance. They had a DVD out, which I want to find because it's not considered the last piece of media. The self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. And people were on there, cutting down Warrior, calling him 
piece of shit. Triple H said that was one of the worst matches he ever had to do in his entire career was working with him, but that was also punishment because of the final curtain call that, that shit that they he did when uh, Hall and Nash were leaving WWE to go back to WCW. They never said one nice thing about the man. Then all of a sudden, they as soon as he was becoming in the Hall of Fame, oh, you know, he's just he's just misunderstood. Blah, 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 blah. They put the man in the Hall of Fame, and then when he died, they treated him like he was a fucking saint. When in reality, he was one of the biggest pieces of shits that ever walked the fucking earth. And I can go mm. off on that's a whole other episode. So y'all can't tell me that WWE has not like Keith has said some really bad shit, but Warrior said worse. There's a lot of y'all's favorite sitting in that Hall of Fame right now that's done worse than him. But y'all don't get seem to be on their fucking neck as much as Spills. Y'all got a whole ass murderer in there for fuck's sake. And y'all want to put another murderer in there. Well, I mean, she's right when she when she when she says that we said that he was a cancer. I stand by that. He was a cancer for AEW because there's no structure there. There's nothing to keep him in line because he was considered already having the authority. So I mean, what uh, what else were they going to do? And then you say the same thing for WWE. I disagree. There's there's a level that there's only so far he's going to be able to go. He's not only so far. For any title, he's going to be. We don't know what his his thing's going to be. I'm getting to a point. I promise. But he looks happier. He looks healthier. He looked relieved. To be back in WWE. And I think, because you know that expression, you got to hit rock bottom before you realize what you have before. And a lot of that had to do with Vince. I do put that on Vince, but now that, you know, Hunter and Nick Khan know what they're doing, I'm going to trust them on this because they will not let the locker room act like the locker room over in AEW. It's not going to be no fist fights breaking out, it's not going to be people on a power trip. Phil knows that if he fucks up, He's gone, but who is starting the shit? Their ass is going to be gone too. It's not going to be a suspension. They will flat out let them go. They don't play with that fucking shit anymore, especially and you know, especially now that they're a publicly traded company and they merged with UFC. They won't put up with that kind of behavior. And you know, I think this whole thing with Seth, I do think it's a work. We do know of the animosity, and I'm in this. We do know of the animosity between him and Seth. There is no love loss. But deep down, I think, because there's so much crap that goes back with them, with everything. And I get it. Seth is a company guy. He gets upset when Phil talks shit about WWE. Okay, dude, but he's like not the only guy who's talked shit about WWE, but he's like the only one that you seem to get offended by when he does. I hope it's a work. Um, I hope they kind of have a sit down and talk and work things out. We don't have to be best friends. You just got to try to get along. Um, But deep down, and I said this to you guys, I think a lot of the reason that they don't like each other is because they're kind of the same way. Because everyone tends to forget that Seth was on some Phil Brooks level shit 
for a really long time when he came up to the main roster and his ass was on the verge of getting fired because of the way he was acting and what he was doing and, you know, being stupid. And I told Nicole, I said, I really think him getting injured when he did cost him to just sit down and think about how he was acting and what kind of person he's been acting as Phil and AEW. That was his experience. He had to look at himself in the mirror and go, okay, something is wrong here. It's me. I'm really hoping, you know, they turn a new page, they bury this and this is like some work for WrestleMania or something or rumble or something. I don't know, but I, I'm just going to tell y'all, I was laughing my ass off when I woke up on Sunday, though. <laughs> um, Tony God is probably just like, Tony God probably shit himself so fucking bad. Because you know he was watching. He always watches. Yeah. Honestly, Honestly for one good measured sin, put Sam Punk in NXT just for like a match or something, just to blow people's minds. I'm sure he'll pop up down there at some point. No lie. But Nicole, you're the last one. You get the last word, babe. Um, I would like to say that I called this a long time ago. You're right. So did Donnie, just to make sure everybody knows. Don did say it. Yes, right and, after sa- and Punk same left. thing with Tirza. And Tirza same thing with Tirza. Especially yeah. after that raw, I was like, "Yeah, I smell it. There's something coming." She, she came in alive, and she was like, "I said, I smell it. Is I going can smell on, it in my so, She said, "Every time it's him, he, I just have a feeling, and he, it's always him." And I was like, "Please, God, <laughs> give us a break. Let's do it." <laughs> I knew it was him. Uh, but yeah, just to pair it off of things, I think that was like a real wake-up call, him being an AEW. And I was listening to, um, I listened a little bit to On Not Sam's podcast, and he did like a really great breakdown about, um, because again, I wasn't watching WWE at the time when he was like really big. Oh, I was. I was By the time I started watching again, he was gone already. So he did a really great job, like kind of like recapping his history there and how it was a big deal at the time, because that was like the first time they really invested into trying to get someone off the indies. That was very significant. And all of this other stuff. And and then he said, I really wish I could remember exactly what he said, but it was so poignant. And he said, AEW got punk. Obviously, like, you know, there was rumblings. And then, you know, when he did show up there in, like, 2001. And so they got him. They, you know, got him sorted. You know, had him working with, like, you know, the people that he wanted to. Got him on his own show. But he was, like... And then all those rigor war, And they were, like, they literally snagged him back up put him back in the stratosphere wrestling got the ring rust off of him and then sent him over to wwe and i was like i didn't think about it that way 
So, and he was like, and he's like, they literally, it's like, it's basically like how they literally scoured the earth looking for these ingredients for this perfect cake, made the cake, put the cake in the oven just to not eat it, but give it to somebody to sell it. And not make any money off of it. Really good analogy, actually. That's exactly, and I mean, that's not what he said, but that's like, that's the only way that I can comprehend to paraphrase what he said. And he said, obviously, like him as he is now, this is a better fit for him. He's like, there's more structure. There's a hierarchy. He was like, there's going to be boundaries and ground rules. And he's like, and that's something that he needs. And that's probably something that he was probably essentially yearning for especially I think his last few months there and then he also made a great point point he was like um he was on the Mount Rushmore of people who would never come back to WWE and he was like he named him Warrior um Randy Savage and Bret Hart you were just like on the worst of worst terms and he was like and obviously he was at the pinnacle and he was like they were able to set aside work things out and he's like and you know obviously come back for business so he was like and the difference between obviously like a savage and like Bret Hart and all them he was like he can wrestle them yes when they made amends and they were able to do a b and c none of them were really actually in any type of prime to have a run and he could wrestle and he got all the ring rust off and it's just and people are saying well they don't need him and then they said that they don't need him it's because the fans wanted it and it was just an opportune time You've got someone who has arguably one of the biggest names in the modern wrestling history who can still essentially wrestle, who has all this rigmarole and has all this accolades and just has all of this surrounding him. And then Sam said a really good thing. He was like, they're sitting there and they're like, okay, like we have a great product. We have like people are invested. How can we make things bigger? How can we make things better? This is all this is. This is just adding on to the, they're just making a giant ball and just collecting stuff and making it bigger. They're seeing how far they can take this. As they should. And it's smart and it's good business. That's like people don't get. This shit was him and Rollins. That's Mania Night. That's that's the other main event already done set aside yep that's your night one mania main event but it has to be built so that's and that's what they're doing yeah and that's what i'm saying like that's yeah we like hopefully they go that way but that's what i'm saying there's so much you can do and it's like at this point like he said like why wouldn't we I mean, Triple H posted the picture. 
They're I nasty. They're on Twitter. That this nasty, and I know he told all of Tony's business to him. No, no he didn't. I was yeah. like, because and people didn't, and people were see. Punk didn't leave that stadium until like, like one. Randy also because stayed like twenty minutes after he got done with the show. Yeah, signed people's stuff. They had somebody come backstage with him. Like he was everybody that was in that front, that front side where the where the walkway was. Everybody he got autographs by him and pictures. Got autographs, daps, whatever they wanted, they got. Yeah, like when I saw a video like of people post it with like Punk leaving, I was already well at home for work and settled for the night. It was like after it was like around one. So he stayed there for a minute. So that's what I'm saying. And people are like, you know, like so-and-so and like they're mad. And I was like, you're going to, I was like, I know this is going to blow your mind. And I know AEW likes to pretend this is a thing. There's locker rooms everywhere in every company where there's a good chunk of people who don't fucking like each other. That's thank true. You. Fucking thank you. And I know AEW acts like still act like everyone loves each other. Everyone's best friends. Nothing's wrong. We all love each other. Everything's perfectly fine. That's not realistic. It's such you don't like everybody that you fucking work with. Hell no. (laughs) Shoulder. Oh, I got them. (laughs) What did you say earlier? So that's why I'm like, and people are acting like, oh my god. I said, do you like everyone that you work with? I never liked no. anybody else. And I'd be like, about. you answered your own question. So that's why I don't understand like the weird discourse when it comes to that. I was like, and they're all in an environment where they are, I don't want to say forced, where they need to have some type of decorum and not be messy. No. You're and then right. Matt Riddle, I'm, I'm gonna say something about Matt Riddle. Because he sent out that shady or trying to be shady. I saw that tweet. My guy, you weren't moving numbers, pushing merch. You were having good matches. I will give you that. But you weren't moving the needle or being a conversation like he is before you want to talk shit. And he knows how to stay clean. Oh. Oh. He needs to work more on uh, making sure kids want something to do with them after they turn 18, but that's just me. I though. mean, yeah, <laughs> like, well, you got a, you got a lot more to be more concerned with, seeing as how your ass got fired, and seeing Punk is basically... After all of whatever, you done. And he still could get rehired, and you're not getting rehired. So that's, you there's would... something to be said about that. Like, your ass need to take a good look in the mirror. I don't know exactly what's going on with CM Punk, but I do something that he did before he left, um, before AEW situation went down. I don't know if this was after or before, but they had a show in Chicago and it was sometime this year. And he showed up there to WWE and he was backstage. (laughs) What'd you say, Alexis? about that because we were like why the hell is he back there yeah but I can't remember if it was before he got fired or if it was after he got fired I think it was this was around the time um 
the initial time he he got fired for that whole fight actually i think it was after because i remember no i don't like, think was, i think this is like i think that was before was that, that, that was it was it before was a because while he, ago. they hadn't even gone to london yet they hadn't even gone yet and the card wasn't even set for london yet yeah this it was, was before, before. He it went, was before they gave him the, the his own show or whatever. Yes, it was. Yes, that's what I said it was yes. before Collision. He went it was back before there he came and, back. Right, and was talking to everybody, and was uh, he was making it. They said he was back there making amends with specific wrestlers because he felt like there were some things that was unsettled between them, and he wanted to make sure that there was no animosity and that they could go and move forward. He also talked to Triple H then. He was trying to make his way back to WWE before. before you see, you see it. You see it. You coming down the street with me. Yes. Because why would he show? What was the reason? Because you had no, you already had everything you needed. In and Tears has said that too. And I was like, that's so weird. She did. Because what, what reason would he have to go back there? For what? Everything he needed was already in AEW. He saw the fucking writing on the wall. He knew that this shit was going He was like, oh no. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And he knew It was a very Cody seeing the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. Only Cody left on his own reconnaissance. Cody said, I ain't gonna have no bad blood. I'm out of here. But y'all can have it. Okay? It's cool. You dap y'all up. Appreciate you. I'ma head on out though. And then he left. But I'm telling you, because there, because CM Punk don't ever do nothing without intention. Something don't feel right. And I, it kept coming back. I'm like, why is this the thing that I'm going back to? What is going on? And I'm like, something isn't right. But I said earlier, he realized, you know, when like addicts and shit, which is really weird talking about Phil with addicts and everything, but addicts have to fucking hit rock bottom to the point that they fucking hate everything in their lives and they feel like they can't control it. And then they have like this moment of fucking clarity where they're like, holy shit, I can change it. I'm the problem. I got to fix myself. And then everything else is going to fix itself. It's not going to work overnight, but it's going to happen. I think that's a factor. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on that, but I also think there's a lot that there's a lot of things that's happening in AEW that he just wasn't a fan of that. He just didn't fuck with. And he would rather go back to the corporate machine and retire there and get that damn ring. Because I guarantee you that that's a catalyst for him going back. Yep. He would rather get that and have that and be solidified in history forever than to stay in AEW with that ship. Sink. Like when you think when you think about like when someone's injured and they've been gone for a while, they have to go to, you know, the quote unquote PT to like, you know, get the wrestling back up and to get clear. So I think honestly I think he was using AEW just to get the cobwebs off. But I feel like his plan the whole time it was he was gonna go back to WWE. You might be I, right. I, I don't have I, I can't deny that. Tirza also said something in a group chat. Shout out to Tirza. You know, but um she just was like he didn't she said he looked really good. And I was like, Yeah, that that also goes back to what Alexis was saying. He looked better, he cut his hair, he shaved, he shaped himself up, 
He looked like he's been working out these last couple of months that he's been off. He just looks like he's in better shape. Whereas when he debuted in AEW, looked bad. He wasn't he like in terrible shape, but he wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't in wrestling shape. Yes. He was just in like regular like I work out shape. And he was just disheveled. He always looked disheveled and exhausted. Which that's kind of a thing with him. Like he's always got bags under his eyes. He's had bags under his eyes since he debuted. But like he just <laughs> looked... No, for real. For real. Like he has like no he just naturally looks exhausted but but he he didn't look like that and i was just like everybody was saying it on twitter too like what is with wwe's television that makes everybody look really good and i was like that ain't always true (laughs) i i think he wanted i here's the thing i think phil actually believed in the aw bullshit that he got fed because he probably saw it as like a fresh start. He could go back. And because your honor, I would just like to rest this argument. Everyone thinking that Jericho won't go back and get that fucking ring. I'll tell you this Draw shit. About AEW so goddamn fast to get back in that Hall of Fame and to get that goddamn ring. He just, he would run and like, you know, in the cartoons where there would be like a puff of smoke in the shape of he the person. Don't. He's going to go back. Then everyone's gonna act shocked. But um I I think Phil actually did believe in AEW because he saw it as a fresh chance. But there are people back there in positions of power and who have egos that don't really need those kind of egos because they suck. But back there checking people, and the minute he does check somebody, he gets his ass in trouble. And they get in trouble too, don't get me wrong, okay? But then that put a mark on him, and instead of, you know, the owner going, okay, this is it. If there's any more retaliation, anybody tries to go into business for themselves, you're going to have to fucking deal with me. But see, here's the problem. You need balls to do that kind of shit. You're not going to run around here especially this one guy who already has a target on his back. And I'm not saying Phil should have been protected, but he should have felt he could come into work and not have to worry about someone trying to, you know, push him. Cause we all got that little trigger, but no one's there to check him checking people. If that makes sense. Fair. But again, I like he- I said, he has to, he has to be more, he has to get himself together. So he's not so reactionary. And that's the thing that a lot of people are afraid of when it comes to him. And everybody's like, he's a cancer, he's this, he's that. I'm like, but y'all that are saying this were the same people who were saying AEW is about to take down WWE now that they had Phil. But now that he done went back to WWE, it's a different story. What's changed? And we got Jade within a year. Within, with COVID. Let's just say that we got all that. Ain't gonna be the only one. (laughs) Triple H has a fucking notebook full of people's names. He either wants to get back from AEW or when they're contra or you know, like ex WWE guys, he's got a list. You know, he does. To To be honest, I don't think he should sign a lot of people. I think there's a handful that he can take 
and have, and that should be it. Because that WWE problem is the fact that they were signing too many people. And they were too bloated. Yeah, and they don't need to do that. He should only be getting a few people from there. Malachi Black and Ricky Starks are the two I think he should get for the men. And women-wise, I mean... If Tony decides she doesn't want to work there anymore, she can always go back. I don't mind Tony going back. She's she's gotten her. She had her LeBron moment. You know how LeBron left and went to Miami. She that was her moment to leave and go to AEW and rebuild yeah. herself. Other than that, I mean, and Athena, if the if Athena wanted to go back, she could. But I like Joe. Well, I was going to apologize to Mandy, but Mandy ain't there. Um, well. My thing, I the only people I want to see go over there, um, is I want them to get um Ricky Stark. If they get one person, it needs to that's be who I Stark. want. Obviously, since he's always has had great things to say about Punk, because Punk really worked with him a lot. And he's like really good friends with Jade and also really good friends with Tony. I think that's the easier one. Um, and and I said the whole faction for, I think all of House of Black. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they all got, I think they all are on the same contract. Bring Malachi, bring Julia Hart, bring Brody King, bring Buddy. Just bring them all. That's it. I wouldn't. Find anybody else from there the entire year. I really like. I just don't see the need for it. I don't see the need for them to sign anybody else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get that group. Don't touch everyone else. They gotta stay there. I love Keith Lee. We gotta stay there. Um, where seems like if Keith, he thinks he's better than everybody. He won't stay there. No, he needs to stay there. If Keith comes back, I'm fine with that. Keith would be my my honorable mention. I'll be okay. Yeah, but. Everyone else, Nobody those else. are the only people I feel need to come back. Um, especially, obviously, House of Black. So, and I don't want to act like I'm trying to replace Tracy, you know, that will never happen. But I think that could really help fill a void that he unfortunately left. Yeah. Well, y'all know who I would bring back. Y'all may not like it, but you know who I would bring who? Bring back Mox. You already know. Moxley? No, oh. he he has to stay. He yeah, has he to has stay. To Cause he just he's not gonna he's not gonna do he he can't help himself. And I I need Moxley to grow up. I don't want I him, to him to go up. back. And this is gonna sound real bad. He got to be on his last leg. I'm about to retire and go to Hall of Fame. He can only be there for a week, and then he got to go to Hall of Fame. I don't want to see him there. <laughs> Damn, Nicole. <laughs> Danielson gets injured. Jesus Christ. He only get a week. <laughs> yeah. In and out. You ain't writing that, Maggie. <laughs> I'm not saying like he get no. I'm being like again, like because you know how some wrestlers, you know, they do like their last tour, like you know, like Great Buddha basically did that, you know, just like popped and 
um, WWE for shits and giggles. Okay. And just do that for him. Make him if like Mox so- can grow up and actually be and, and actually not want to be this weird, bleeding human being, then yeah, Everywhere. I'll be fine with that. Like, I just need him to grow up though. Like therapy exists. Please, please, please go get it. And I'm not trying to be funny. I am serious not because there's no for real. There's something going on with you for you to go into this direction. And you felt you were stifled in WWE. And to be fair, rightfully so, because you are unhinged and off your rocker right now, to the point where even your core fans are like, bro, I don't think you have any more blood left. Like you're losing liters of blood at this point. What are we what are we doing? When are you yeah. gonna stop? At this point, you're gonna be looking like Devon Dudley popping ahead, where it's nothing but scar tissue up there. Like you gotta do something. I, I need him to and then he also has a wife and child that he has to be there for, not only for his own mental health, but for theirs. And that's a lot. You should be going to therapy at least once a week and getting this shit worked out to find out why you need to do this type of thing. Because wrestling in itself is already something that I feel like you have to be somebody who enjoys the pain in order to do this sport. You just have to be. You got to be a little crazy. Just a little crazy. Just, Just a little bit. Look, we were all talking about what we would do if we were in a fucking war games match, not even two days ago. That wasn't and me, because I said never. I would never, never do war games. I would even, I oh, wouldn't even I would consider do war it games a, what the fuck. In a, second. in a heartbeat. I would do, see what I'm saying? I'll be there in a heartbeat. See what I'm saying? Second. You got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little crazy. And they I mean, are. they were with Off kendo the sticks and tables and no. trash cans and dump and jumping no. off the top. I'd be all up in it. I don't like heights. No, because you did... hit me with a kendo stick. I'm that's a that's a oh. that's the threat on my life. I'm gonna beat your ass for real. I'm not playing. No, <laughs> no, thank you. I just want to see Ambrose. <laughs> I think he would just like he that character would do so well. I mean, I just I'm worried about him, man, and it just. I want to say and he got he got to be more Alexis, concerned about his. But though. he got to sort he got to shit he got to sort his shit out because I, I feel the same way about Daniel Bryan. I don't care no I more. I agree. Me. I don't care no more. <laughs> Do you? I don't want to hear it. Don't be sending no fucking GoFundMe. No. I don't want to see Bree crying on the internet or on some talk show. I don't. No, because and you I'm had, the you same had way. Chances. No, because Danielson yep. got injured again, so I think he's out for a while now. Yeah, so again, I don't care. He's going to keep either. doing it until, unfortunately, the worst may happen. I'm not saying, you know, he might die or anything, but he's going to get significantly Severely injured. Where, yeah. Yeah. He for real, for real can't wrestle no more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you guys hear mm-hmm. the against Jeff Jarrett again? That what? who? Jeff, so Ric Flair, speaking of dying in a wrestling ring, he, Ric Flair, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Like, go home. Hold the fuck home. Sit your ass down. No one wants to see your saggy ass old man titties flying around. Same everywhere. thing goes for Jeff Jarrett. 
I don't want to see him either. Why the fuck is he even Same thing goes for him. I don't know. Rick going to make his daughter end up suing AEW. Oh, and I hope they get Andrade back. I hope that WWE Oh, I forgot about him. He can go with them. I'm going to consider him House of Black, and he could go in that same bundle package. (laughs) I need him to go back, because Andrade would have... I think if Triple H was at the helm when Andrade came up, because Paul was manning Andrade and them at first, and he was trying to figure out ways to do it, but they was giving Paul a lot of hell. And he was just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> See Andrade versus Santos so fucking bad. Yes. Oh. Yes. Poppy's match. Oh. And they're, they're still married, by the way. I don't, I don't like, like those rumors. A lot of y'all been spreading around Charlotte and Andrade. They're still married. Charlotte had her ring on at the press conference, and every time they film and do videos, one of them is filming for the other. They are usually together. They make time for each other. They're still together, leading people alone. They just posted them out to dinner or something, girl. Like a couple weeks ago, like girl, they were saying through. Charlotte don't post on her social media no more. I'm like, what is she supposed to do? Is she supposed to post him at every waking moment? What are you talking her about? Name. Hey, we know she's married to Moxley, but she doesn't post him on her fucking social media all the goddamn time. And everybody, something I'm not because wearing my, my twenty thousand dollar ring. I'm not wearing because that. She hair. respects him not liking social media like that. Fact. And you know what? Andrade's the same way. Like we know how some of these wrestlers don't like doing it, and they have someone just like posting shit for them. Yeah. And sometimes that I do. I do think Charlotte has a social media manager. Um, I think she does too sometimes because I was like, I don't sometimes think this she'll tweet in this. Yeah, and sometimes See, she'll go long stretches without posting anything on Instagram, and then you might get a post about her fashion, or you might get a post about something that she's wearing heading into the ring, but you don't get the personal stuff. When she posts it herself, is when she's doing her fitness stuff and her workout stuff. So I think she got social media manager. I think Becky have one too. Becky has one, which that shocked me. Yep. She that got makes- social media manager. She needs one. Ever notice, like, this is how I know certain people either run their own media or they have someone do it for them, that certain wrestlers, they have it where comments are limited. So a lot mm-hmm. of the time, post, even if you follow them, and a lot of time, the only people who whose uh, comments are showing is people who work in the industry wrestlers wrestling journalists um so on and so forth brain just went dead and it's because for them to keep that peace of mind because some of y'all get real brave behind them behind a little phone screen or whatever typing some uh eddie kingston doesn't have his comments uh, enabled at all you just like or you share and i'm like you're like, oh, he's a pussy. I'm like, dude, he's doing that for peace of mind, and I don't fucking blame him. If I had to, I'm like, just saying, in, there's no like, go ahead, Alexa. I'll be like, hell no, I'm dealing with this. I mean, <laughs> when you're on social media and you, because I, it's a whirlwind. I can tell you that. When I went viral a couple weeks ago, I've never gotten like that many comments on a post period. And it's so many different opinions. And 
everything flowing in. When you're used to one thing and you get thrown into this box of another, it can be very overwhelming. Those posts about Seth and stuff that are up now about him and how angry he is with um, CM Punk being there, y'all should see the comments that's under there. You should see hook line and fucking sinker man and i'm just like y'all gotta understand and the one thing i, I say y'all say, is working ourselves into a shoot and i don't understand it and i'm just like look the business of kayfabe has changed it has changed it's not the same as it was when the hulk hogan's and the undertakers and the randy um macho man randy savages were existing because they lived and embodied those characters 24 7 they don't have to do that now that's why social media exists social media makes it easier for you to structure and just create what you want people to see i remember something that nikki bella said and there's very rare that i will quote anything that she said but what she said was that wwe wants you to see what they want you to see it's a very telling thing to hear because it is the truth. There are certain things that just would not be allowed to happen if it was not meant to happen because they are making sure that it is seen. They could have cut the cameras off. CM Punk could have came out. They could have, the fans would have seen everything. If Seth was really upset, the reactions would have been heard about him being mad backstage. And they right? played it also what you think of. Because someone's like, oh, referees, tries mm -hmm. on wrestler, they get Michael Cole goes out there. Yeah, he can hold them back. No one's going to hit Michael Cole. True. Like, Michael Cole and Corey were, were, were holding him back. Why? Why? There was I, one, two, I three, sent, uh, four I sent, uh, security guards link. there. I sent a link in the group chat and I want you to take a look at it because it was literally um, him because you can tell when he got told he's about to come out. Yeah. Oh, is like you got told in there and it's like their reaction. And he's like, Michael Cole, like Corey's just standing there and Michael Cole is just moving Ecstatic. around. And then, yeah, Corey, they were like, Corey looks bad. I said, he's probably just shocked. Because I know if I was in a production truck, because they said, like, the last, like, bit of the show, like, Hunter took over calling it. And yeah. I know that he would have, they would have, because they say he was the one who called production, be like, hey, put his music in. Titantron on. I've been like, excuse me? Be like, are we, tro are we trolling him? What are we doing no. this for, Hunter? Just do what I'm telling you to do. Get it done. <laughs> Pay me enough to ask more questions than that. All right, there we go. I'd have been like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you know get how it was. They was probably wrapping up. And we're like, okay, I'll see you at dinner. Come up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you at dinner in a little bit. Let me see if those um, catering cookies are still back there right quick. Yeah. Let's go on back there. You know, most shit. of them was halfway out the door. There's just a couple of them left to wrap shit up. Ready to go home because they probably okay. Yeah, it's just it just there's a system, and I'm just saying that in this day and age, kayfabe is hard to maintain. But if you use social media right, 
it is not. Because you can make them see what you want them to see. Perception is reality. And they have finally mastered how to use their socials very, very carefully. They've crafted them. Shout out to Matt Cardona for starting that shit. He did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, y'all have to be he a did. little bit smarter than that. You can't always think so linear. Everything and also is not people need to realize Seth is finally where he wanted to be at. He is matured. He is part of he's like the world he's a world champion. You think he is going to act out of his ass? No. Like that? In public? While he's the world champion and get like, say he was actually really bad. They would have snatched that shit up and stripped him of that title. Yes. So because fast. he was acting out of character. Fast. Immediately. Because we didn't see that on the... Because uh, we didn't see that. Like, that shit came out. We didn't see any of that stuff till started getting posted to Twitter and everything. And that's the point. They that's and the whole was, point. That's the point. It it was done on purpose because they used the fans to do it. And that's why I was just like, it's so ingenious. It's smart. It's already that's free marketing. Story. They don't even pay for that shit. They don't have to pay for it. Exactly. The fans are doing all of the work for them. And I'm like, y'all got to start understanding that kayfabe is evolving into something else. It's a new game. And you're not paying attention. You're getting left behind. Well, if WWE wanted us to see it, they'd use their cameras. No, they wouldn't. Because Peacock no, doesn't wouldn't. want them cursing on their shit. Peacock he doesn't want to see them doing that. He's auditioning for the next Boondock Saints movie. Peacock is still... They are still beholden to Peacock. There's only so much they're going to let them do. But technically, the cameras that caught what we saw were fan cameras. These were not Peacock's or WWE's cameras. So there's nothing that they can do. And who's there's to say on Monday? Because they, they have done that before. You remember with that one quote-unquote fan footage of mm -hmm. Seth when he was fighting uh, Riddle in the parking lot? Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yep. Yep. I'm just saying. Nicole say it all the time. The shit's chess. It's not checkers. Let me just I just want y'all to be smarter than that. I don't want y'all to be sitting up here getting and then some of y'all are too invested. Some of y'all are too intertwined. No, fuck his fuck. That. I'm like, yo, listen. I did not want CM Punk to be here. I can admit that because I don't feel like it was necessary. But I like I've heard Nicole and and Alexis and of course Tirza and Donna everybody, and they made valid points because Nicole was like, "Well, Tiff, you remember we were talking about them shopping around Raw and getting Raw on TV. Like this is the one of the best selling points they got." I'm like, "You are right. You are a thousand percent right." I said that's this that's just going to be picked up by the end of the week. Yeah, it's like guaranteed. I'm done get dead serious. For this for this show, it's guaranteed another million views on top of the 1.9 they get every week on a weekly basis 
they're teetering between a million and two million views on Raw. So you're talking oh. about boosting this show to almost three, maybe four. This might triple the views with him being there. Nicole, and if they're anchoring it through CM yes. Punk, that's that's money. Tiff went live, Nicole, and you said that clip of uh, Punk had already been up for about 10 minutes, give or more or less, on the official WWE Twitter it was page. 13 million. Hold on. I have a, a semi updated. Thanks it for reminding two, me. It was, you said it was 1.5 when it was up for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Where are my pictures? Am I having. Jeez, felt like I was having a stroke. Um, in one in 10 minutes, he pulled 1.5 million. Spence, and this is also a, within the 24 hours. Punk's return on all their social media platforms under 24 hours were all a collective 87 million. That is just within less than 27 hours. You guys always talk about the casual fans, so now they're going to have the casual fans turn it into fucking Raw to see if he's going to show up. There, yes. And it's to the point where it's everywhere. It's on <laughs> Sports Center. It was BBC tweeted about it. Yep. Which all they've been doing was covering the war, and then someone was like, "They was like, we're going to take a break for reporting, even though this isn't funny, but we're going to take a report from, um, it's like we're going to take a stop for reporting a genocide to tell people that CM CM Punk came back." Good. Like oh, that's for real. I and, and you I mean, know what? True. To be fair, we not we not switching up on y'all. I still, I'm still, I'm still waiting to see what he's going to do. But at the same time, I know Triple H ain't going to let him disrupt what he got going. If he not going to yeah. fit, he going to get rid of him. And like what we were saying beforehand, I was like, he probably wants structure, which is probably so mind boggling to him because he never did beforehand. But I think he saw what was going on he was like damn this is a mess over here so and then sorry go ahead nicole i'm sorry no hold on i just want to find this tweet really quick because i thought it was super interesting i even saved it um someone Janae, it was from okay it's from Tay Redacted on Twitter. So at Tay Redacted. So thank you for this tweet. It said that what separates WWE and AEW is that oh my WWE God, is a corporate corporate entity, a business that operates for the sole purpose of making money. They have the right people in the right positions to optimize their growth and profit. AEW is a wrestling promotion run by wrestlers and fans. WWE hires people who have degrees in business and robust corporate resumes. Their writers have worked on award-winning movies and shows. AE hire, hires wrestlers, their spouses, and fans to do the jobs that they are not qualified to do. AEW hmm. will continue to struggle until they have this layer of experience and professionalism over top of the wrestlers, fans, etc. that currently hold so many of the positions within their company. If they had that now, Pittsburgh would have wrestled in Pittsburgh tonight. Mm. Mm. Well said. 
Couldn't say it better myself. I mean, it's that's just the the honest to God truth. And I just wish, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a perfect fit. There's going to be some people who are going to not like this, but eventually you're going to have to learn to deal. And then you go to work, you do your job and you go home, you know, but to not to like lay off of CM Punk just a little bit. I, I agree with Alexis. I am very glad that Becky and Charlotte seem to be in a better place as adults. And I distinctly remember Nicole, myself, and several other people telling you that people sometimes can grow, they will split apart, and then eventually when they get to a better place, they will come back to each other. Shit happens. And you're an adult, you have to have your growing pains, you have your moments, but they seem to be in good spaces in each other's own lives. So maybe now they can be together and be around each other again in a better way. And their friendship can be rekindled. It doesn't have to be this animosity between them. And they seem to just be in good spirits. And that was really cool to see on the press conference. It, it just, it, it warmed my heart to see them together. And it seemed like they said they might end up putting them together to run for that tag team run, which I don't have a problem with. It'll elevate those goddamn titles. Chelsea and Piper can only do, you put those titles on Charlotte, you got a good run. And if they finally start to build that division, it'll be fun to watch to see whoever can take those titles off of them. Who, who's the one that was hanging out with Maxine for like they needed? That just works out perfectly. Are you talking Ivy's about Ivy Maxine. Nile? Yes, it's like the in the brawn kind of thing. Yeah. Are you, Are you talking team? about Ivy Nile? Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, Maxine. I think that was a good that was a good idea to put her. That was with Maxine. cute. I like them together. Yeah. So, it works. Janae, Janae what's mm-hmm. your final opinion? I know you. We we know you've been gone, but I mean, what do you think of him being back? Um, I mean, I'm gonna give him a chance. I think when he went to AEW, I think, you know, he got there thinking this is gonna be his chance to redeem himself, get back in the ring, knock some rust off, and you know, he saw what Cody was talking about. There is there's there's it's just free roam. Like there's no one telling them not to do this, to do that, and I think he realized, you know, he misses WWE. Um I do think that he'll be on a tighter leash. Um, Triple H is not going to let him come through and like fuck up everything. So I do know like he probably is on a one chance in your thing. Like you fuck up one time and you're out of there. Um, so I think he's going to do his best to um, not fuck up this time. So are you willing to give him like not like we said, we're not gonna forget everything that he's done, but are you gonna just kinda wait to see like maybe six months from now what's gonna happen? Yeah, I'm gonna see yeah, I wanna wait and see what happens what's gonna happen from now because again, you know, there's still there's people that there are there are wrestlers that are happy that he's here. There's some that don't care that he's there, and then there's some that don't want him there. So kind of just sees how I just wanna see how he how he does and I'll give him like six months and see if he doesn't get kicked out. But I'll give him a chance. I don't think he's going anywhere until he gets that damn ring. <laughs> I really don't. 
well even if like look we all love a good redemption story so i'm i'm all for it but he's he's got to prove himself that he's changed but that's on him though you know what i'm saying like i i'm not invested in the point where i'm just like i'm just going to I'm going to wait and I'm going to watch him with a watchful eye. I can give less than a shit because it ain't my fucking company that he worked in. It's theirs. They're the ones who have to make sure, one, that their talent has a good rapport and it's a good morale there. And he has to ensure that he is not causing a ruckus in that company, but he's adding to it, not taking away from it. Okay? And everybody that's saying he took away from Randy Orton's return that's a lie that's not true when he came back it was literally two minutes <laughs> the last two minutes of the show if anybody took away from randy orton's return it was Seth with the way he was acting if we gonna go there because randy had his moment in the sun and he had his yes moment in the that's sun. why i don't understand that sentiment i'm like did you watch like he literally <laughs> came out solely yep. to his own music Yep. Had a big moment popping in, had yep. an insane RKO. Yeah. And helped win them. Like what? He was the he was the star of the last 15 minutes. So what they like, did? No one gave a shit about anyone else in that match besides him. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And Cody got the pin. I like had to remember Cody pinned got the pin. Cody did. I thought Randy did, but he Randy told Cody, "This is your team. Pin him." I was like, I "Okay." Just realized I see you something. So, I see you so nice, Randy. Could have right, been. I would have pinned him. I would have. I'd have pinned his ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Period. Period. You know what though? I just realized something. What's how up? they did Phil's return is kind of like how they did Bray's. They didn't let it interfere with any part of the night. They waited till You're the right. last waited till the last 10 minutes. He did that same fucking fake out. Yep. Yep. Or he same put the thing. copyright on it. This is the yes. third or fourth time he's done this. <laughs> that is true. That's how you that do it. That is true. Randy got his time to shine. The guys in the War Games match got their time to shine. It wasn't yep. right. It was it was good. It was solid. But I'm like, they did for him what they did for Bray when he came back. Those sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but Bray had a long time out there, not gonna lie. Bray's Bray shit was it was a long time. Which but rightfully he, so he earned it. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean though. Like it was No, I get what you're saying. It's the same thing. I'm just saying Phil's time was like he, he literally had a minute or two. Maybe three at the most. Bray had a long ass interest. He came out there like it was, Bray was living his best life. He was out there giving you all the pageantry. Okay. And I was here for it. I miss him. I do too. I just looked at Ben West Mel and Mafia. They said QT is leaving. Oh. QT Wait, you leaving AEW? Why? I'm trying to look that. Just tweeted out his Not resignation. Not Dixie Carter going to be backstage. Well, they are in Nashville. He said that uh, 
he just tweeted out his resignation. Oh, dang. Ain't no way. Hold on. Is that a work? Are you sure that's not a work? Yeah. What's this ne- man's name? QT? I feel like that's a work. I think it's a work, too. Yeah. Does anyone really care, though? I mean... <laughs> it's just Stephanie anyway. But oh, I hope Stephanie come back. I, I don't Stephanie know. Maybe this sounds very you think it might be real. This no, this sounds very formal. He says, Wait. "Thank you, AEW. Thank you, Tony Khan. I've had the privilege of being here since day one, and I've written over 750 formats for the All Elite Wrestling and all." And um, always with pride. As much as I've enjoyed being a VP, manager, talent relationships, and wearing a myriad of hats, the company has changed a lot since to, to, um, 2019 and is heading in a different direction. And I feel as best that I do the same as we only get one chance to go all in. I have officially resigned from AEW and will have fulfilled all obligations by the end of 2023. Thank you to everyone from the front office to the production truck to some of the hardest working talent in the sport. Most importantly, thank you to those who booed, cheered, and took part of the in this season of my life. That is pretty formal. Oh, oh yeah, that's real formal. formal. But if you notice what he put, one the reason why he's leaving is it's the company's going in a different direction mm. than oh. what it was supposed to. Mm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see him in 2024. <laughs> that raw. So we got raw in 30 minutes. I don't think we're going to, yeah, I think we're not going to have an off season, guys. I don't think we are. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds real formal. I think this is real. Yeah, I do too. I think this is real. I think. He realized when the company started to where it is now, the direction that it's going in is not what was clearly stated in the beginning by Tony Khan and everybody else of what they saw the company doing. And he's like, I'm well, jumping ship before it goes down. Well, Cody knew saw the writing on the wall before everybody. Mm-hmm. You got to have structure, okay? Structure. You need structure and you yeah, need because there's um there's like talent who's commenting on underneath this. No, oh, he's gone. Well, I don't know him. Have him and CM Punk got their shit together so that if I don't, <laughs> I don't think he know. had any problem with him. I don't think he did either. I, no, he didn't I, have any problems with him. It was yeah, think- um. The elite and somebody, and it's somebody random. I feel like it was like Brandon Cutler or somebody, like some allegedly, like somebody random. Okay. But it wasn't QT Marshall. Well, y'all, look, I just saw a tweet come out from uh, that Sasha might be coming back to WWE. I don't know that to be sure. And to be honest with you, I don't care. Go wherever. I saw that. Um, 
I think since this happened, I was like, okay, she could come back. Or I mean, not like, oh, she's allowed to. I feel like obviously it's more plausible. Same thing with Trinity. But also at the same time, instead of people like trying to rush her back, let her go out and do what she wanted to do. Yeah. And then she can retire on her own terms. Yeah. Yeah. But see, Triple H, when she got done doing what she, when she left and she went over to New Japan to have her first match, Triple H called her. He texted her. He said, have a good time. After the match was over, he texted her, said, I saw your match. You did great. Loved it. They're not, there's no animosity. She's an open door policy. She can walk right back. She can go back in there. So can Trinity. But Trinity, she got to do her LeBron too. This is her Miami. Yes. Let her have it. Because she had a fire-ass match with Sonny. Y'all gotta watch that match. That was a good match. Um, She also, I I haven't tried to find it yet because I feel like it's pulling tooth and nails to sometimes find triple A matches, but she had like she was in a mixed tag with Chris Saban over yeah. um the weekend because um, she had a mask. She wore a mask um that Lince Dorado made for her. Yeah, which she, I think is so cute. And Trinity, everybody loves Trinity. And it's because she's genuinely just a really good person. And she's real nice. And I know for a fact, Baron Corbin and fucking Dolph Ziggler, they be popping for they her. They don't play about her. They Damn, be protecting her to the end of the earth. It's going to be commercial free. It's commercial free, baby. They is it's commercial hour. free. And uh, Baron Ziggler are the founding members of the uh, Trinity Fatu Protection Club. Oh, yeah. Baron said when he first got there, she was the only one that was genuinely, truly trying to show her him around and to really be his friend. And he said he will forever never forget her for that. I was like, yeah, that's a black woman for you. <laughs> Always making sure everybody's okay. Period. Um, they sick. <laughs> First hour is free. Commercial free. Mm-hmm. And Phil's supposed to be there. So is Randy. They all scheduled to be there, and Cody got a major announcement that's set for him today, too. Oh, God. And you know Cody gonna take all day. He's gonna take (laughs) all fucking day just to say that he's gonna Like he did when he was a... Right, right. He's gonna take all all fucking day just to say that he's going to smack I feel like the show is in good hands, and I'm out. I'm out this motherfucker. I'll just be like, I'm going to get my belt. Fuck (laughs) y'all. I done did what I was supposed to do. I'm you know, leaving got- the show with Randy Orton's hands. I'm going to get my motherfucking belt. You know, he's got to emotionally manipulate us first. Like, come on. We all know. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Gonna boo-hoo for a couple <laughs> seconds of it. Talking oh my about, God. talk Maybe talk about um Liberty for a second. Stop. <laughs> baby out of it. Leave that baby alone. I said, leave, leave that baby out of it. She's sleeping. <laughs> The fuck yeah. out of here. Leave her alone. <laughs> Look, we'll do top five on another day, okay? Because this was a long one, and I need this one to go in as is. So yeah. I will. We'll come back, and obviously, we don't have no choice. We'll take a hiatus oh, the God. week, uh, in a few weeks, and try to get this shit kicked out. Hopefully, they don't do nothing else to make us have to Better. come back here and do this again. Got shit to do. We, we need at least a little break. Let us get the, the 
the last couple of weeks of December. But we're gonna push this mm-hmm. out um till past deadline and then we'll see. Hopefully things have died down by then and we'll have everything together. This QT's but- wife? Oh, you see his wife? How did he get this? Damn, Nicole! I don't know how Juice Robinson No, you gotta see her because, oh my god. Nicole, please. I ain't gonna lie. I be wondering what I be seeing like, you know, like, oh man, fine, beautiful, and then you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) They don't know you, darling, that's why. No, nah, because then you see Kane's wife and, and him, and you're just like, there's somebody for everybody. There's somebody for everybody. He didn't get the fuck out Hold of my on. government. Poor baby. I'm about to, so I just my, sent it in a group chat. Where's my somebody for everybody? He's coming. He, he or she is coming. No way that's his fucking wife. You lying, bitch. Let me see. And his wife, you like? Oh, she's her. beautiful. She's married to QT Marshall. I mean, there's somebody for everybody. I. <laughs> he must be funny. He like, got. He, it. Oh my god. He got. They got it. He gotta be. He gotta be. He's not a bad looking white guy. He's not that bad looking. Maybe she's but genuinely attracted to him. Yeah, I love that I mean, for her. She's she's nice. Doing charity She's work. Beautiful though. She's I don't know why I'm dragging on TV. He's not Nicole, like he's bad looking. I'm just messing with him. Nicole said she doing charity work. That was me. <laughs> it's not like he's that bad looking. He's not. He's the average looking white dude. I feel like he's no. He's Mexican. He's what? Latino. He's not a white man. Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh, God. oh no, that might make it a little worse. Well, you know what? Oh, um, someone just said something in the Midwest. Oh, I don't want to say it during a quarter. I'll wait till we cut it off. And Juice All Robinson right. to marry him, so I don't know how the fuck that happened. I don't know how that happened too. That is so funny. Not Dixie Carter. All right, y'all. listen. Y'all got any sign-offs before we head out? Well, this is officially our last episode, and what we'll do is we'll reconvene if there's anything major that pops off. Obviously, yep. we'll do Deadline, because I love Deadline. Deadline has become one of my favorite PLEs, and if they don't want to do it, I'll do it, but I love Deadline and that Iron Survivor Challenge. And then we'll come back with the top five episode that we were supposed to do to round out our year. We appreciate y'all for sticking with us. And for y'all newcomers that have came in, welcome. And we appreciate y'all. Hopefully you'll stick around because next year we're going to be back at it again. We're going to have some more podcasts that we'll put out every week. And obviously we'll do the weekly banter like we always do. And it was nice to have all four of us on the show this week. We miss Janae. Okie dokie. Carry on my way You'll be peace when you are done. Oh my God. Please turn the show off. Every town down. (laughs) We celebrated 300 episodes this year, bitch. So suck it. (laughs) 